What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rubby Muscle podcast. This is episode 98. And once again, we're joined by Dr. James Hoffman of Renaissance Periodization, all around sports bro scientist. Um, this guy's a genius. And unfortunately, he is a subject to your Instagram questions. Actually, I say unfortunately, he hates them. I don't mind them. I think your questions are usually pretty good. Um, like I say, every single time I get a guest on, I want to make sure that I'm asking the questions that you guys are asking. So uh, if you're following me at tj.strength on Instagram, I'll always post it on my stories. Um, there'll be one at least once a week when I've got a guest on. And it's just ask questions and it'll be whoever the guest is you can ask the questions pertaining to that guest for example dr james with his expertise on recovery and sports science in general and comic books um you can ask them you know their specialty or you can just ask some random questions as well which we got a few of those in this episode and rather than like waste a bunch of time going over all the questions and stuff we're just gonna get straight into it but before i do Let's just give you one chance to go ahead and go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It really, like, it really does help us out. And it's like, takes, what, not even a minute for you to do. And it's unbelievably helpful. So I'd appreciate if you could go ahead and do that. Otherwise, not otherwise, as well as, let's go straight into this episode and listen to our Q&A edition, episode 98 with Dr. James Hoffman. All right, guys, so we are back once again with Dr. James Hoffman, cat, I was going to say cat connoisseur, but that would have been wrong, but... I think more of myself as like a shitty beer connoisseur. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but uh-huh. I do like cats too. What, how do you mean shitty beer? Like Coors Light? Yeah, you know, the, okay. Foster's? Oh, yeah. You know what? I had the, easily the worst beer of my life. Like I've drinking a lot of shitty beer, but it, when we were in London... Uh, oh. old speckled hen. Yeah. Fuck me. Was that like the most awful thing? I literally don't, I couldn't finish it. I dumped it. I was like, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm kind of spoiled. Well, everywhere does like craft beers now, right? I thought it was just since I moved here, but I think I moved to Colorado at the same time, like craft beer got really, really, really popular. Yeah. And there's breweries everywhere here. And I, and like, I thought I was a shitty beer connoisseur because when, you know, in my rugby days when I play, it was, it was just Stella, Foster's, whatever was the quickest, whatever was there. <laughs> um, but now I like, it's, it's weird. The concept of enjoying a beer. Which, which I know, I mean. right? It's it is it's kind of nice though because there's all sorts of cool options and like there's not the stigma like there, you know like the men like there's like the manly stigma like oh you got a beer with fruit in it like that's fucking lame. <laughs> like, fuck off, man. Whatever. I used to yeah, I used to drink uh, Alka-Pops as well. It, get, it would get to a point where I just get so bloated from all this beer I would drink, uh, like yeah. uh, social post game. I'd switch to Alka-Pops or whatever, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's a girl's drink," and I'd be like, "Well, I'm still I'm still here." I'm like, yeah, like, fuck off, dude. What do you think of that? <laughs> I like the seltzers. Have you ever tried the the? Oh like... my god, yeah. The, it's the just, ones you get just, the... just taste like uh, they just taste like water or like lemon, yeah, like with a hint of lime or lemon. And you don't get all the bloating from beer. That's the thing that sucks about beer is you're just like bloated all the time. Like, yeah, ugh. yeah those are amazing. They no, they are scary though. Yeah, because they're like five percent. You have a couple yeah. of those, and you're yeah. like, damn, what yeah. happened? And they could go in like twenty seconds. Like people, my my dad kind of gave me the like the the skeptical face. He was visiting in town, and I was like, you want one of these alcoholic uh, seltzer waters? He was like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> people gotta just embrace the future. Right, come on. Yeah. All right. Um, so, 
I warned you on the last one. Well, I didn't warn you. I just sprung upon you on the last one. But now you've had about you. You've had a while to think of an interesting fact for this week. Um, Shit. Yeah, I know. I knew. It. I knew you. I knew you were like. Damn it! I got to think of one. I got to think of one. I got to think of one, and I forgot. But oh, I, got I mean, one. at least your last interesting fact ended up being the whole podcast almost. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> okay, I got one. Cool. So. It, uh, if you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, it might not be a surprise, but it was a surprise to me after just moving here to California. I've been learning more and more about California stuff. So the uh, homeless poo situation in San Francisco is so bad. There is just literally just homeless people, diarrhea spraying everywhere what? that they are actually – yes, yes. And how, I'm not making this up. You can do, look it up. How do you mean everywhere? Like the the streets are covered in human feces to the point where now they have city workers who they're they're calling it the poo patrol who make like seventy grand a year to go around and clean up human poop off the streets of San Francisco and there's even an app if I'm not mistaken where you can re- it's like ways for shit where you can re- <laughs> you can report the poo and then no. somebody will come and get it yeah nasty that's a thing yes. It's a thing. We were in San Fran not too long ago uh, be, when they had the uh, the Sevens tournament out there. We went to the Sevens thing, and that was really fun. But, man, there was definitely like a homeless poo thing. It was just everywhere. It was gross. And it smells. It smells like shit. It's like well, yeah. every block, it's like pot, shit, pot, shit. And, you know, they don't smell all that different, frankly. So it was gross. <laughs> That's horrendous. Yeah. So fun fact. But if, you, if you're down on money and, you know, you don't have a strong sense of smell – yeah, hit it up, I, I mean, guess. That could be a career for you. That's more money than I made at my temple, my starting temple salary when I was a professor. I was That's like, good. I went to the wrong field. <laughs> Supply and demand apparently does not value academics. It, it values people to clean up shit. I like that. I, I mean, yeah, I was, I was literally – I was literally – yesterday I was protesting for uh, teachers' wages. <laughs> because, Were you? Because none of them make anywhere near enough as much as these people that go around picking up shit. It's crazy. And it really. They are molding our youth. Ugh, gross. Oh, well. All right. Speaking of speaking of poorly molded youth, we've got questions from Instagram. Oh, worse, <laughs> worse. They're they're not as bad because I don't like. There was a couple people that I think wanted just to sort of troll you because because they they've heard of your disdain for there's, Instagram there's one- questions. There's one guy who's been trolling me hardcore. We did one episode of the podcast where I just expressed that my displeasure for Toto's Africa song, and he's been like, "What? Just, yeah." And I just said like something like, "That song sucks." And I, this guy has just like been hounding me like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna fucking kill you!" Like, re- like to the point where it's not funny anymore. Where it uh, just gets like really hyper aggressive. I'm like, "Dude, come on, really?" See, I was Relax. gonna give you a little bit of shit there because Toto Africa is like one of the greatest songs of all time. It's just not my cup of tea. Right. And but I'm, but <laughs> I'm going to give you death threats about it. Right? Yeah, I'm just so this one you, dude you is like just terrible judgment, but that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, first question. Here we go. So I love this shit. So the first question, Rowdy J Roddy O uh, <laughs> two. He. Th- this is the question, right? It says one gram of protein per pound to lose weight. Uh, yes check <laughs> you're good you're good i love it i love um i guess it's i guess like, he wants to, to delve into it a little bit deeper God so. damn it yeah so like part of me wants to like i it's, it's like when i was a professor one of my like pet peeves was when people would ask like poorly phrased questions because when somebody gives you questions a, yeah so, so and like 
bad yeah. questions get bad answers. So I feel always feel like a part of me wants to be a troll, and then the other part of me is like, okay, I, I know what you're really asking, so I should just do that, and not be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. So one gram is a good number to start with. Um, you can probably scale it down a little bit if you're trying to lose weight. You can go maybe 0.8. Um, probably would not go less than 0.6, especially if your goals are you know athletic based, like you want to look good naked, or you're doing it for sport. 0.6 would be like you're really that's the bottom bottom line. Yeah. Uh, for most people, 0.8 to one gram per pound, uh, if, especially if you're an athlete, is a pretty reasonable number for cut and mass actually. Nice. Um, yeah, I think your protein number, people get so hung up on it and it's like, well, you just get enough and then worry about the rest of your calories. Yeah, it's not like a huge thing. It's it's just one, it's more of a checklist kind of thing. It's not like carbs is one that's very much more worth discussing where it's like, okay, well, what are your exercise that you do? How much carbs do you need for the recovery and for the next session and da, 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 da. Protein is just kind of like how, how much muscle do you have? How big are you? And kind of check mark. Okay, good. That, after that, there's not really much to talk about. Yeah, like you can't – like once the jug is full, you can't keep filling that jug up. It's full. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly correct. Whereas you can have a lot more fun, yeah, with carbs, protein, calories, all that stuff in general. Um, yeah. Cool. And <laughs> God I, I, so, Instagram questions. No, it's all right. Because actually, I was thinking about the, like, so people, I think people tend to ask a lot of lazy questions. And uh, my buddy Kia, the rugby strength coach, he, every time he puts a and a up, he, he puts specifically no lazy, stupid questions or no, like, cause that's the other thing is everyone just asks for a job as well. Yo, <laughs> like, job. Yeah. Can, can I, how do I come work for you? Or can I come intern or can I come do this? And it's like, what, I mean, how do you think that's a good way of interviewing or, or trying to do that anyway? But no, the, the okay, lazy so- questions, I think though, they come from like, just, just the world that we live in and the, like everyone, want something simplistic and everything because everything you've been told is so simplistic like and and just made to show as black and white by marketers because they want to sell you shit totally you know so some people like will say like there is no stupid questions no lazy questions same idea right i don't believe that um uh, any question is not necessarily stupid or bad at face value what makes something a stupid question is your own refusal to think, right? Yeah. You just want to be spoon-fed. You don't want to actually think. A stupid question is one where you yourself, who is asking the question, does not think, right? You just want to, like a quick, like, give me the one-line answer. And most of the time, that's just not how it works. Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff is nuanced. That's why we have a podcast here that's nearly got to 100 episodes of us just yapping on about all the variables, right? (laughs) If it was just black and white, we would do maybe three episodes and be like, right, guys, there you go. Go train. See you later. (laughs) And everybody would be jacked out of their mind and we wouldn't have to talk about it, (laughs) right? right? But that's that's not the world we live in. So, all right. Next question from uh, Quano Valet. He says, uh, training before breakfast. What's your opinion? Uh, that's just a really personal thing. So like if you were to make it a very black and white question, like should you train on an empty stomach? I would say probably not, or at least more often than not, probably not. Um, but can you do it? Sure. As long as you make sure you do a good job, like getting the hydration, carbs and protein afterwards, probably not a huge deal. My, my position on this is really simple is that, um, when you're training on an empty stomach, you're just more susceptible to uh, muscle protein loss than if you have stuff floating around in your bloodstream already. So there's really no big benefit outside of you just – it fits your schedule or you just you just like to do it that way better and that's perfectly fine. I would say it comes at a very, very marginal, slight cost 
probably not a huge deal uh, overall. So I would say if you can have something while you're training, like you can do like Gatorade and a whey protein shake just while you're training, that's probably better than just doing nothing and then waiting for your post-workout meal. But it's not a huge deal either way, especially if you're like – I was actually – I had the privilege of going over to uh, the Team Alpha Male uh, where Uriah Faber's MMA camp. It was really cool. And a lot – for whatever reason, a lot of those guys complained about barfing. Uh, They just barf at practice a Mm -hmm. lot and they had a hard time um, with pre-workout meals. And so that was one of the topics that we talked about uh, pretty extensively. And so if you're one of those people, like if eating before exercise is going to make you vom, like – Totally cool. We understand. Yeah. Switch to something liquid. Switch to something light. Maybe sip on it while you work out, and then have a bigger meal at the end when you're done. Yeah, like I mean, it goes back to a bit of individualization, but it, and and trade offs, right? So you can you can have a slightly less productive workout if you're training fasted, but at least you're going to make all of your workouts. Whereas if you if you yes. have to rearrange your schedule, train in the evening. And you miss, you know, forty percent, even thirty percent of your workouts. Well, that's a bigger trade-off than than just simply not eating before you train. Totally right, and that's again, like you said, individualization at that point. If it's better for your schedule, better for your psychology, go for it. Yeah, cool. All right, um, next one. I'm I'm going to give up reading the names. So next one is uh, <laughs> least favorite comic book character. So, ooh, least favorite. Hmm. Have you seen the new Spider-Man, by the way? The the Spider-Verse one? Yeah. No. What I did oh. see the Dragon Ball Super Broly last night. Uh, I haven't seen the Spider-Verse one. Uh, man, okay. Yeah, this is, I'm going to go on a, a slight tangent on this. Bear with me. No, I'll get you. I, I did not like um, Heath Ledger as the Joker in oh. The Dark Knight, uh, which, whatever, whichever one that was. That is controversial. I know. I'm going to get hate mail. I know it. Uh, He was okay. I mean, he did a fine acting job. I don't think he did like a bad job, but I did not like the the way that they did the Joker in that movie compared to like the more traditional Joker that you see in a lot of the um, comic books and even like my favorite Joker. I'll tell you what, Mark, (laughs) Mark Hamill, Batman, the animated series. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God! That's what I think of when I think of the Joker. Heath Ledger, he did, he did his own spin, and that was great. But it, I did not like it because he was darker, darker, and he really wasn't out trying to have a good time. He was more focused on being like chaotic for its own sake. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm with you. Less of him just having a grandiose old time, which is what most of the stuff is focused on. Yeah. So I I did not like that one. Huh. Uh, he is one of my favorite villains. Uh, I did not like that rendition. But Heath Ledger of is not. Yeah, you're gonna, I, you're I, gonna I, turn around and say you like Jared Leto now as well, just to he was okay. just to piss everyone okay. out because didn't was, everyone like hate him? They were hating on him. I thought he did okay, dude. That movie uh, Suicide Squad got like terrible reviews, and I didn't think it was that bad. People, I don't, it got like a fun. zero or something on Rotten Tomatoes, something absurd, like really bad. It wasn't that bad. Jeez, give me a break. <laughs> And then like like Black Panther gets like a 100% or something crazy. I was like, okay, come on. What? You're telling me that was that much better? Yeah. No. Yeah, so so my, my least favorite comic book characters are just anyone that isn't from the planet Earth. Because I feel like oh, that's, that's kind of cheating. Because like, I, I, I'm a superhero to ants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, like it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, Superman is a good example of that. Like yeah. where he just got so powerful over the years that he became less and less compelling. Where you're just like, oh yeah, he just like can't die, so I'm not really interested. Yeah, there's no adversity. Yeah, where, right. like the the Marvel characters are really good about that. The Marvels are ones are always flawed. There's always now some half weird. Half of them are dead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> that's true. Uh, I do like the DC universe probably more, but I do like the Marvel does a better job. I will admit about like making them flawed and having obvious like challenges that they have to overcome all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really. I don't really pay too much attention. I haven't even seen Aquaman, or I haven't paid any attention to the DC. Marvel's just getting a bit repetitive, though. That's the only issue. Yeah, yeah. But, I didn't see Aquaman yet either, but yeah. he's kind of like the lamest of the DC characters. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but it's Jason Momoa, so it might be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, like, hopefully. He gets away with it. All right, next question. Two words. Favorite supplement. I get this done every time, so. Favorite supplement. Hmm. Yeah. Right now, I've been on an endo rush kick. Oh, yeah. But that's just because I'm a drug addict, right? That's not like because it does anything particularly good. Is that like good. pre-workout crack sort of stuff? Yeah, exactly. You just take it whenever you want, not necessarily before you work out. Yeah. I mean, it makes me like really fucking hot and sweaty and like itchy. So like, I don't know, there's something about that where I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's go. It's like either you have to work out or have sex right then and there. <laughs> One of those two things has to happen. Um, and they just, for whatever reason... I like they started carrying it in cans at my the Costco at my oh. neighborhood. So I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" Um, that's just, that's a stupid example. But like, uh, if you want like a, 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 a maybe a better one, tried and true. I mean, how about like Optimum Gold Standard Way? That's something that's been around yeah. forever. Fucking works. It's relatively inexpensive. Hard to beat that one, but it's not very uh, exciting. It's just whey protein. But it's one of those like. Uh, Especially now with like all the tainted supplements and stuff too. It's like they've been a very stable brand. Like they always have good products. You're never going to get like some wonky fucking testosterone yeah. answers in there or anything weird. Or remember remember the fucking like Jack 3D they're putting like crack yeah. in it or whatever. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's some real dodgy – and that's one of the things I always say to people is like you know, really make sure that you're, you, know, you get good batch tested like actual reputable protein. And they're like, well, what about this one? And I'm like, is it that? No. Well, then you've got – there's enough options out there for you to always get good reliable sources as opposed to, I don't know, whatever the fanciest thing coming out. Have you ever, did you ever try that carnivore one, the beef protein? Oh, my God, yes. Dude, it's fucking nasty. Yeah, it's so It tastes bad. like beef. It tastes like chocolate beef. It's Have horrible. you had the bars? No. Oh, you, you got like you got to try it just for novelty's sake. Like it's literally like you're like mmm chocolate, and then it like boom, it's like beef, beef steak. <laughs> like oh, what not is good it? steak? Like well done, overly yes, and a terrible cut. Uh, my my roommate in, I think it was my first year out of college, so I was broke, right? And he he got a whole giant like five pound tub of uh, the carnivore, and I got I, I basically got it for free. Because he had one scoop and he was like, well, there's no way I'm drinking that. Like, <laughs> he just gave up. He just gave it to me. And I was like, okay, I've got a fee. I was like, do you want money for it? He's like, you're not going to want to pay money for that. Uh, dude, I remember Kai Green was like, uh, they were sponsoring him for a while. And, that's, and they like really blew up, I think, from his uh, yeah, endorsement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I remember I tried it. And I just like, it was such a weird taste. I just was giggling. It was like, when it was so, f- I just had like a giggle response yeah. to it. It was so weird. Oof. Yeah. Not, not a fan. Nah, no thanks. All right, next one. Best ways to combine bodybuilding with rugby? Um, oh, that's actually a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so surprised. Yeah, no, Instagram's usually terrible. So best way to compa- uh, to do bodybuilding and rugby. So depends on how much rugby you play throughout the year, right? So uh, in the U.S., it's not unusual for people to do a spring, fall, and summer season. So if you're yeah. doing all three, then it's going to be really, really tough to try and balance those. If you're more of like a fall and summer kind of guy, like maybe you do like 15s in the fall and 7s in the summer, cool. Mm-hmm. 
that leaves the entire spring for you to think about doing some bodybuilding stuff. Now, there are some definite trade-offs, right, between the two types of training. Bodybuilding is really just focusing on gaining a lot of lean body mass, not necessarily getting stronger or more powerful. Um, but for a lot of people, that can still be a big benefit, especially if they're undersized or under-muscled. Yeah. So what we would say is, hey – when you got your rugby season, you got to plan backwards from competitions. You say, I need this much time for my specific prep period, and I need this much time for my general prep period, and then I have this big swath of time that I can kind of do whatever I want. That's the perfect time to plan for your bodybuilding stuff. So the nice thing about bodybuilding training is that it's a really good kind of um, – it's, it's kind of a good like GPP alternative yeah. where uh, it's not sports specific and it's in its context, whereas a GPP phase generally would be like doing those same things in the context of getting better at rugby. Like, like touch or something. Yeah, right. Where uh, bodybuilding would just be like just building up lots of work capacity, building up your muscles, and that's all fine and good. So what I would say is plan your bodybuilding stuff. Uh, where if you have bodybuilding competitions, that's definitely got to be like in the off seasons and hopefully that's a no brainer. Um, but what would be really cool is if you could do it in such a way where, uh, a lot of your, uh, bodybuilding stuff transitions into your GPP phases for rugby. So you might come off of a really big mass phase or a really big cut phase where you're doing all that hypertrophy training. And then you might be able to just make a really easy transition into doing one month of rugby GPP. You already have a huge base of work capacity. It's not going to kill you to go back to doing your rugby stuff. And then you can go right into your S your specific prep periods and go into rugby competition. So that would be how I would want to do it. It depends on how much you want to compete in bodybuilding. Cause if you do a show, then you got to have some recovery time after that before yeah. you can go back into rugby. Da 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 da. If you're just trying to be like jacked and look good naked, right? I would try and schedule it so that like your end of cut, end of mass stuff lines up with when you want to eventually transition into uh, your GPP for rugby. Yeah, sure. And I think you could use um, a lot of that rugby training for extra conditioning, anyways. If you if you were to do like quite a longer cut, but you couldn't do it if you were if you're trying to get down to like single digits body fats all of that sort of stuff you're just not going to be able to last so if you're if you're really if we're talking bodybuilding like the competition you do have to sort of separate them if you just want to get jacked i think it goes back to what we said before right where you've got a you know maybe you've got two scales of one to ten one being rugby one being bodybuilding you've got 11 points to distribute between the two and you've got to figure out what do you want to prioritize at what time and obviously you're going to prioritize rugby during rugby season. If we haven't got rugby, then that's when you can really prioritize bodybuilding. But then the rest of the time, it's got sort of up to you. Yeah. And if you're just like a fall season player, like if you just do 15s, yeah. uh, then you got a lot of time. And then like how much maintenance volume of rugby do you need to do? Not a ton, right? Like, yeah. Get a couple runs in every week. Uh, put your hands and feet on the ball every now and again. Maybe get a buddy and do some, uh, you know, like light technique work on like tackling and, yeah. and line outs, something like that. That's like easy. That's maintenance volume stuff. That's just so you don't forget how to rugby or at the least, the very least. So you don't have to spend like the first two weeks brushing up on your skills when you go back. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, you can use them to combine the both. Cool. All right. Um, kick, knock that one out of the park. Last question we have here is uh, future predictions for USA rugby. That's a great question. Hey man, you know, normally USA, we we've accepted that we're, not great, but the last few years, the seven side has been doing really awesome. And like, I, did you catch any of the Hamilton uh, action last not week? Not yet. No, I have not. But yeah, 
They did pretty well. They made it all the way up to the finals against Fiji, and then Fiji just fucking spanked them. Um, but, you know, one thing I like about especially the seven side on USA is they, they, their bench is starting to get better, where a lot of people for a while were just like, oh, it's just Carlin Isles or, oh, it's just Perry Baker. But I think Baker got injured uh, either previously or I think maybe even like the, one of the first matches, and he was out. And they still went all the way, even without their best fucking player. Um, so I like their bench. They're doing well. I would really like to see the 15 side, like, really kind of step it up. They're usually somewhere between, like, 10, ranked 10 and 20th in the world. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them really break into that top 10 more. And it's it's tough. Uh, I don't know. I uh, The thing was – okay. I'm ranting here. I don't apologize. No, it's, good. it's it's tough to be a rugby fan in the United States because it's just not a big sport. It's not televised. You don't get a lot of events. It's getting better. Like NBC and NBC Sports are starting to play some of the national stuff. And every now and again, you'll you'll see the CRCs on on TV, which is cool. What I will say uh, for our American friends, if you want to get more rugby, I just got an ESPN Plus subscription. It's only, I think it's like 10 bucks or five, five or 10 bucks a month. Uh-huh. And they, they play all of like the Guinness pro, they play super rugby, they play all the oh, international nice. stuff you can, and you can watch the replays. Uh, you don't have to catch it live. So that's been a huge blessing for me where like before I just, you know, like you just kind of have to get lucky or you got to go to a pub at like 4 a.m. and see if they're open playing the match. Uh-huh. Now ESPN Plus, dude, they they have like all the Pro 14. They have like all the Super Rugby, uh, which I already saw. My, my, I loaded it up the other day and it's coming up. Um, they'll, sometimes they'll have Six Nations, not always, but sometimes. The Six Nations is on NBC Sports Gold. So uh, Six Nations – I think Six Nations, I think the Heineken Cup, and I think the Premiership are all on NBC Sports Gold, which is the same same type of deal, right? Six, I think it's six bucks a month for that. So, yeah, so those are cool options. Like they, we didn't have before. Before it was like you you could get lucky on the what was that? Just like a USA Rugby, one of their they had like a streaming yeah. thing where they or play just find stuff on YouTube. Yeah, so it's getting better. I I think I think what we need to do for the for the national team to the especially the 15 side the seven side is doing great and i think because it's an olympic sport the seven side really took off and we're putting a lot of effort and funding into it i'd like to see more interest in the 15 side of things and in order to generate more interest your team's got to be better so it's kind of a vicious cycle like if your team's not that great then people don't really care and then you don't get the resources so i would like to see a little more a little more oomph in our 15 side that's what i would like but i my honest opinion i think they're probably going to be you know probably ranked in the 15 range for quite a while yeah, I, I, I mean, the sevens has come on ridiculously. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even too long ago when the US won its first ever tournament. You know, or, or even yeah. play, like now they're, you know, they're always considered one of the top contenders that could go and win a tournament. So that's them pushed on like miles, man. Miles. Yeah, it's it's cool to see, especially like you know, like. Again, like having just – it's like like I, I'm from Chicago, right? So like it's like when you watch the Bears play football, you're like, oh, yeah, it's the hometown, but they fucking suck and you know they're going to lose. And like, <laughs> uh, that's how it was with our national side. But then like the sevens thing came around and all of a sudden it was like, oh, we won a couple like mm-hmm. matches in this tournament. And it's like, oh, actually we made it to the fucking uh, bowl. And then the next one's like, oh, damn, we're in the finals. What's going on, yeah. right? Like, And now they're just... legit contenders. It's yeah. Cool. But it's yeah, cool. but the 15s, I like – I was a bit. I thought about this when I got that question, and I was like, "Yeah, it's tough because you've got, you know, they're pushing professional rugby here in the states now with major league rugby. They're really pushing it, but but I just have never seen like maybe Argentina, but they've been around for forever as well. I don't like you've never seen a, a team really be able to make that. Like Italy tried to do it, they haven't really done it. 
you know, you ne- you can, it's really difficult to make that one last step from tier two to or you know, tier 1.5 to, to become a real tier one team because it's just, it's for whatever reason, like Georgia have been knocking, Georgia and Romania have been knocking at the door for decades now and they still haven't cracked it. And it's just, I, could see, I can see the USA doing it eventually, but I think the only way they're going to do it and I tell anyone that ever wants to talk to me about USA Rugby about this, they need to do what um, US Soccer did in the 90s with the World Cup, right? Because when, mm. when, when you had the 1994 uh, FIFA World Cup, like, yeah, people started to watch soccer a little bit in the States, but it never really, it didn't just, uh, you know, balloon from there. What happened was kids started, kids started playing football all the time. They're always, every kid had, you know, you know, you've got the term soccer mom because that's how many yeah. kids would go out and play soccer. Now these kids are adults and now you have the MLS, which is one of the only profitable soccer leagues in the world. And, you know, they're doing all right. I mean, the national team still kind of sucks, but, uh, you know, you, you've now got a viable professional sport from that. Whereas rugby, like they need to, to go do it and do that because I don't see like as much as I see a lot of you know it's it's cool to see ESPN plus it's cool to see uh, rugby just on national television and cool to see the US you know winning winning all the well winning some of the sevens tournaments but I, I don't ever see any kids playing rugby and that's yeah. the biggest issue you gave a good example with Argentina. Like they got into, you know, what the rugby championship or what used to be the Tri Nations or whatever, and they have just been like going better, 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 better. They had a really funny uh, series of commercials that they were playing on TV where it was it was like they'd show clips of rugby and it would be like this year, like 1997, like Argentina versus All Blacks, zero to 107, <laughs> and then it would be like 2000, like. 75 to zero and then like 2010 it was like 50 to zero and then it was like we're getting better join argentina <laughs> rugby it was it was brilliant i was like That's this awesome. is amazing this is so funny progress is all relative i guess yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's true. You are getting better. And I think being in that bigger pool of competition consistently has really helped them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. That's the end of our questions. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, James. Yeah, is, thanks. Uh, I love talking to Anything you want to anything that you want to plug talk about uh way where, where guys want to go find out more stuff about you and you oh not much if you're interested in learning more check out renaissance periodization or if you want to see uh myself and dr mike israel every week you can join rp plus and ask us all the questions you want beautiful all right so those links will be in the show notes thank you so much for coming on um i'm definitely going to get you back on because this was good fun yeah man thanks for having me i'd love to come back all right guys take care All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and type a quick review. It takes about a minute and it really helps us out a ton, helps grow the show, helps grow Rugby Muscle. And in turn, we will be able to give you guys the best quality content, information and programs that we possibly can. If you're interested in any of that stuff, like the free physique nutrition video series or the TJ Shank Supplement Guide or the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, you can find them all at rugby-muscle.com or by going through my Instagram profile at tj.strength. Give me a quick follow. And until next time, guys, I've been your host as always, TJ. See you soon.